chums welcome back to a game with chums podcast i'm your host paul paulie c paulie b paulie dreamy paulie steamy paulie leamy paulie it's making up words now she me no this is what i'm known from uh this is what i'm known all around london as i've got various different names and guises but yeah as you can hear my uh wonderful uh co-host the glorious the spectacular the underwhelming the narcissistic uh, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Rawls, how the devil are you today? Excuse me, I'm like the least narcissistic person in this room. I remember when you were quite narcissistic at one point. Remember really? you even said that you, I remember it was, it was a while ago. It might have been on Face, MySpace or something like that. <laughs> that you wrote a post <laughs> a saying, am I, nar- am I narcissistic? I, was, I think you went through a period of, you were a bit, you had like, you were a bit narcissistic. But you obviously that was years ago and obviously people change but i do remember yeah, you being quite i do remember that i wish i can pull up myspace and find that post but i remember you saying that but anyway i'd be thinking of someone else but anyway i'm pretty sure it was am, you man i'm i am here um picking up my shoes for some reason uh yeah i'm, I'm hello hello well that was great thanks thanks for your input jesus christ Anyway, yeah, it's been uh we've missed uh, a few weeks, I think. Obviously, like we've been busy, uh, so we've missed uh I think we missed one week out, or two, maybe two. Uh, but yeah, we're 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 back now, so we're back better than ever, sexier than ever, fresher than ever. For people on who's listening on audio, which I do know you, there are a few of you. I've shaved my beloved sexy beard. Now, every once in a while, you got to sort of tame the forest because it goes out of control, and you got to like let it cut it down and let it regrow bigger and better than it was before. So what you're saying is you you had a forest fire for your face? Yeah, pretty probably much. Bad, it was probably a bad thing to mention at this point. Actually, everyone's on fire uh, at the moment. Yeah, Southern Europe is burning. Like people are like, oh, when are we going to get our summer in the UK? And I was just like, you know what? I'm quite Relax. content. I'm quite content with the fact that the weather's a bit overcast and damp because in in some parts of Europe, they're li- literally on fire. They're like 45 degrees. There's no way for a human being to live. Mm, it's not you good. Know? No. So my thoughts are with the people of Greece, Portugal, Spain, and basically anywhere that's experiencing extreme heat. I know Italy as well. In the south of Italy is experiencing extreme heat. But yeah. Like stay safe out there, guys, and hopefully this doesn't become a common occurrence, which some uh, scientists are pre- predicting, and obviously some people didn't uh, are obviously saying we're fear mongering. So uh, maybe it's a bit of both. Who knows, man? Like all I all I do know it is getting bloody hot, you know, hotter. I mean, it's getting hotter every year. I mean, how can you deny mm. global warming at this point? Mm. But, yeah, stay safe out mm. there because it's not stay good. safe. Yep. Um, so what have you been up to, Mr. Rawls? Um, what have I been up to? What have I've you been, been kind of not playing as games as much as I'd like. Why not? Because I've just been too damn tired. Oh. I've been sleeping very well, so by the time I get in from work, I'm just I just can't be bothered to do anything. I've been yeah. working my way through Trails from Zero still very slowly. Um, 
I was playing Diablo before we went to Lisbon, which you mentioned. I don't think we've done a podcast since then, but we went to Lisbon last month, partially to see Ramstein. And um, I was playing Diablo 4 before that, and I haven't played it since we got back, so I need to get back into that. Um, obviously, a new series of Jujutsu Kaisen has started, and I realised I barely remember any of Jujutsu Kaisen, so I've started watching season one again. You Just always do that, man. Up. Jesus but, yeah, Christ. Yeah, but this is the thing. It's always like, do this. It'll be like, like I can't watch it. Years. I can't watch the show yet. I have to catch up. I have to rewatch the first fucking two seasons. Any show or films you watch, man, you always say, I can't watch that yet. I have to (laughs) watch everything else again. I was like, don't do that. Okay. You've got your time is so. One thing. I've got a terrible memory. Two. It's like three or four years between seasons. I can't remember any of that stuff. Oh, God, man. I, I never never rarely ever rewatch anything when i go to because then i just waste my time just rewatching everything and then something else will come out it's just you i got you got to manage your time better than that man your free time especially if you, yeah, like you say you're easy. always tired anime but you, we, you do that with 22. films and shows as well man not really i don't really watch any films or shows <laughs> remember like you were like oh i can't watch this new, new star wars like shows because i have to rewatch like the the i haven't seen like the uh the other shows like you don't need to watch some shows are standalone so you don't need to watch any previous material to enjoy the star wars sh- shows even though the star wars shows have been kind of shit and the only good I mean, one watched, i think i think the only one i haven't watched is andor anyway so andor's the best one that at some point andor's the best it. one it's not going anywhere andor's the best show it's criminally underrated um it shits all over um obi-wan and what other one have they had oh the book of boba fett was just a load of shit um mandalorian season two and three isn't wasn't that great it was it was okay but got a bit fan service in in season two season three i dropped halfway through because i was like this is just a pilot this is just nonsense now (laughs) but um yeah anyway yeah sorry you were saying yeah, so I've, I've got like a few episodes of that left and now I can watch Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, which I didn't even realise was on streaming. And then I'll get on to the second series. But I mean, mm. it's easy enough to, to to rewatch anime because, you know, it's like 22 minutes an episode. You can just watch half an episode here and there whenever you've got like 10 minutes. So it's not a big deal with anime. But... um yeah, that's about it, basically. Yesterday, I kind of did some work on my PC because this is how tired I've been. Before we went to Lisbon, like weeks before, two, three weeks before, I bought a new CPU and an AIO, and they've just been sitting there for like what, six to eight weeks at this point because I just didn't have the time or the inclination to actually install it. And uh, and then, obviously, we've, we've been doing stuff every weekend since... We got back from Lisbon like the following week after weekend after that, I went to see Iron Maiden at the O2. Weekend after that, we we went to see Spirit Box in Camden. And then the weekend after that, we were at Hyper Japan, which we have a video up on the channel. Go give it a look. And uh, this is the first weekend since we got back from Lisbon that I just had free time, so I just did that yesterday. Mm. And um, I put in some Lee and Lee Infinity fans like a couple of months back. And I set them to like purple and green, which probably sounds terrible if you haven't seen it, but 
I was like, I'm going to do like an EVA Unit 01 color scheme. So I put that on that and I was like, that looks pretty good. And then I put in this new AIO yesterday. I've got a Kraken Elite, which has got like a little screen on the pump. And then I was like, just for a laugh, I thought I'd look for Evangelion gifts to put on it. And there was in the gif of uh, EVA Unit 1 screaming. So I was like, yeah, that's going on there. That's kind of tied it all together now. Might have gone too far with it, but I think it looks pretty cool. Did That's what I did yesterday. Did you put a photo up of the of 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 your PC running so we can see the GIF and everything? Um, the... I will chuck it on Twitter later. I sent it to you yesterday on WhatsApp. Yeah, that's what... yeah I was um, looking. Yeah, maybe I'll stick it up on um, Twitter or something. But the problem is, like the purple on the um, fans looks like pink when you video it. <laughs> it kind of looks like pink and green. You just have to mm. take my word for it that it's purple. Mm. that's what i did yesterday so that was I, I quite enjoy tinkering with the pc but it's it's also a pain in the backside because i don't really have anywhere proper to work on it so i have to kind of carry it down to the kitchen and put it on the worktop but it's done now and it looks cool and i've got a new cpu frame rates are better which is nice oh yeah mm. also i should mention as well i bought spider-man on steam like a while back and hadn't even played it so i fired that up um, I think like Friday night just to see how it ran on my old CPU and then I fired it up again yesterday to see if it's better and it is it's quite a bit better so I might play that soon because I've been meaning to play it for ages I actually bought it on PS4 when it came out and then just never touched it mm. I think I was in I was on holiday actually when it um, came out so I got it when I got back I remember you did a live stream of it when it came out and um i was funnily enough i was in lisbon then <laughs> and um, oh. i was I remember sitting in the airbnb and watching you live stream it for a minute no oh, yeah. oh thank you um it's good that no one watches my live streams when i do it on twitch now <clears throat> too much competition paul <laughs> too much watching people sleeping and going around their business <laughs> going around harassing japanese people yeah. Um, but yeah, that sounds uh, yeah, that sounds like fun, man. Uh, what have you been up to? Thanks for asking. Um, yeah, man. Like welcome. you said, yeah, like you said, been quite busy. I think like myself, been going to see a lot of gigs. Um, obviously, we went to Hyper Japan. Um, yeah, I I didn't see I made him. I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers the other week. Uh, at uh, your favorite football team, Tottenham. Yeah, the toilet bowl. The toilet. Their stadium's banging though, man. Inside is so nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's it really like nice. A toilet bowl from the, it, from, the it, from, from the sky. It looks like a toilet bowl, but inside it's so like obviously because it's brand new, modern. But it's it's such a nice stadium, really nice. Um, and where we sat, we sat on the um, like on that right at the back. But you saw, you know, that they got that. They're banging on about the slope thing that sort of leans into the stadium, into the pitch. Mm. We're sitting on that, and that was uh, that was really cool. The seats we had were really cool. Um, they put on a good performance, really good. Um, yeah, good times. And like you said, we I saw we saw Spirit Box. They were good, really good live. Saw them at the Roundhouse in Camden Town. I uh, haven't been to that venue in God knows how long, years and years um but yeah we, that was enjoyable and like i said we went to hyper japan on a sunday 
which we normally go on a Saturday, but I had a prior uh, engagement on Saturday. So we moved it to uh, Sunday, which I'm, I don't know if I'm just getting too old. I don't think I could do a Sunday event because, you know, we got work the next day and your body's just like from all that walking and, and stuff, it's sort of like kind of draining and you just, you need a day to recover sort of thing, especially the way we do it. We like, walk around and we obviously have a few drinks and stuff like that. That sort of t- takes a toll on your on the body as well. But yeah, so from now from going forward, it, uh, the events will all be a Saturday one, unless we get invited to an, an event and they have they, they want us to do a Sunday, then we'll do that. It yeah. seems very unlikely, but it's, it seems highly unlikely. But you never know. Maybe yeah. if I keep pet, if, if we if I keep pestering the the uh, the events, one one day they will eventually get caving. I mean, we, did, we don't have to be guests on the show. We can be like like as in as in media. You know, like journal, not journalist, but you know, like someone who covers the event, get passes and stuff like that. But um, yeah. So that's yeah, come on, LAGC. Our videos always get good views. We probably like we have the best performing one on there for sure. I know the uh, one of our early uh, ones from 2018. That's probably the best performing uh, London and anime gaming con video out there, and all our videos always do pretty well because people. They want to know what it's like so obviously they type in and our video always seems to like the the, the engagement seems to always go up closer to the event yeah so people just want to know what it's like and i feel like we do them a service by people watching our video and going oh look this looks pretty interesting let's go to that yeah give us free press passes come on yeah come on press passes man that's what we want yeah anyway what has been happening in the world of video games? There's been some news recently, some big news, some small news, but a lot of it's revolving around Xbox and the ongoing drama with the purchase of Activision. So let's talk about a bit about that before we move on. I want to say that was my chair. It wasn't me farting. Uh-huh. Yeah, little squeaky one. So what, what's what's been happening with that whole... Uh, Activision buyout. I don't remember Just if the, we've. I don't think we've discussed this. No, we haven't. In a while, no, so. We haven't. No. So the FTC um, tried to go for a preliminary injunction um, because there were whispers that Microsoft was going to try and close close the transaction, despite the fact that obviously the FTC had moved to block it. And they wanted to uh, hear it in their administrative court, and they pushed it like way up till like August. Mm. At which point, Microsoft and Activision <laughs> would have had to either extend the agreement, and um, potentially meaning more money, or just like one of them could have walked away at that point because the agreement ran out July eighteenth, I think. Um, so I think Microsoft kind of called their bluff and kind of soft leaked out they were going to close it over them which i don't think they had any intention to do because obviously the cma had also blocked it um it seems to have worked because the ftc tried to apply for a preliminary injunction and got slapped down and um lost the case in no uncertain terms then they appealed the decision the judge basically said no i don't think so and then they appealed to like the ninth court in the us the appeals court and they also said no and I think at this point they're still trying to appeal to like the Supreme Court or something, but the FTC basically seems done at this point. 
And uh, the day that happened, news also came out that um, Microsoft and the CMA, Competition Markets Authority here in the UK, had decided to pause their appeal um, to negotiate and try and find a way forward. So that seemed very uh, specifically timed, given at that point the CMA would have just been alone in the world as the only regulator trying to block it. So it kind of seems like they're trying to sort of find a way out without like without looking like they're just completely backing down. But I mean, this is kind of what they should have done from the first point. They should have just tried to extract concessions out of Microsoft instead of just like, outright saying no. So right now, we're just waiting to see what happens with that. Microsoft have to make a... Um, there's a chair again. Microsoft have to sort of submit a different kind of plan to the CMA for how they sort of want to get around it. Um, there's been no concrete talks on what that's going to look like, but apparently there are rumours out there they're going to like divest streaming rights for Activision content in the UK. So sell the rights off. They control the IP still, but sell the rights for streaming off to some third party that can then license it out to whoever it wants. Um because what the CMA blocked it on was the cloud concerns because they thought with this, Microsoft would just have an unassailable lead in cloud gaming, which everyone kind of thinks is a bit stupid because, you know, cloud gaming is like a fraction of a percent of the market at this point, but but it is what it is. If that's their way around it, that seems like a pretty sensible thing to do. Just like they'll still control the IP. They'll still be able to put it in Game Pass and everything, but then... If they want to put it on xCloud, then they're going to have to negotiate with this new third-party rights holder for that. Um, so, yeah, that's where we are at the moment. We're just kind of in limbo waiting for that to happen. So we don't know when uh, we're going to hear anything about it. But it seems people seem to think that it's it's what they put in is going to be accepted because it seems like they've been sort of discussing this before, sort of announcing it. And um, it's like a general feeling that they wouldn't have announced that they're negotiating if they didn't think it was going to do the trick and get this thing over the line. So maybe we're going into August now. It's possible that this could all be over at the end of August. Um, we hope so. It's been dragging yeah. on a while, hasn't it? It's, it's oh. really, it should be nice to just get it all done. I mean, we've both talked about how we're not really that particularly interested in Microsoft owning Activision because it doesn't really do anything for either of us. I would have preferred them to like, well, I would have much, this is like, this wouldn't have done anything for their strategy, the reasons they're buying ABK, but I would have much preferred them to buy like Remedy or something. <laughs> That'd be much more interesting for me as an Xbox gamer. Um, mm. They have said they're not done after this. So, Did you, sorry to interrupt, did you see that cryptic video they released about that hedgehog? And it was running in uh, in the offices. Yeah, people have been assuming that their next purchase could be Sega. I don't and think they're going to go for another. I'm think, to be honest. I think yeah, with all the hassle they've had with Activision to go after another uh, big publisher seems a bit, especially with all the uh, ongoing. Uh, really? Support. Yeah, I don't think that's a good idea um but who knows um 
I yeah, like I say, I think they should just go after or well, not go after, but purchase a small studios, single studios here and there. They definitely mm-hmm. want to make more moves in Japan, so maybe invest in some Japanese studios. Maybe that's why they were people were talking about Sega because obviously that's a Japanese company. But mm-hmm. um, I think they're make, probably just making more partnership with with them. They're probably partnering them with them than outright buying them. Um, because they seem to have a pretty good relationship. They've always seemed to have, especially in the early, in the, fir- in the first Xbox, uh, the OG, they had a very good, strong partnership with them. So maybe they're re- sort of reinforcing that because that's what Xbox seemed to be doing is sort of more shoring up like, um, sh- shoring up deals and partnerships with uh, publishers. Because um, this recently the other day i think from the time of this recording it was like two days ago um xbox announced that final fantasy 14 will be coming finally coming to the xbox consoles which came sort of came out of nowhere i wasn't really expecting that old phil spencer came up on stage at the final fantasy fan fest and announced the uh announced the uh announced the game was coming over to xbox and also announced that future um future square enix games should be coming to xbox as well so it looks like they they sort of it did look like for a time that you know square enix was skipping xbox a lot with you know with their games and i think the fan outcry has been heard and phil spencer's gone over to speak to the new ceo which i think that's played a big part in it the new CEO of um, Square Enix seems to be more flex, seems to be more willing to talk to and partner with Xbox. So that's a big help. I think that helped. If I if they didn't have a new CEO come in, I don't think the status quo would have changed. I think they still would have skipped Xbox and focused primarily on PlayStation. But mm-hmm. now the new X, the new CEO sort of sees as a different perspective and is is making deals. Does that mean Final Fantasy Remake will come to Xbox? I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, it wasn't an exclusive. It was always a timed exclusive. So maybe they're pushing for that to to come through. And I could see probably see that coming through. I mean, me, I played the game on Xbox on PlayStation. I know you played it. You didn't like it very much. Um, but I, I would be nice if it did come to Xbox, just so the those the Xbox players can experience it for themselves. Um, I don't think Final Fantasy 16 will come out. That's going to be exclusive to PlayStation for the time being anyway. I mean, have they out and out said that that's only coming out on PlayStation or have, or is there like a flexible, is there, is there, will there be a, a, a possibility that it will come to Xbox? It's timed. So when it was announced... Um, I, know. I think it was Chris Dring came out on Twitter and said it's it's six months fully exclusive, and after that it can come to PC, and then it's a year like other consoles. But I think people have been kind of assuming that it's never coming to Xbox, given like what's happened with Seven R. Um, mm. But it was, I mean, at the very least, if it does come to Xbox, it's not going to be until next summer. But. Um, yeah, like this was unexpected. So mentioned a few times I play Final Fantasy fourteen a lot. Um if you're watching on video you can just see just down there is my uh 
a Realm Reborn Collector's Edition. And then I've got like a couple more up there, the Endwalker one, Stormblood. Right behind me there, I've got like, yeah, oh, Encyclopedia Eorzea and all the art books. So basically um, you're just a giant nerd. Yes. You know, I love Final <laughs> Fantasy fourteen. I mean, again, like, got it tattooed on my wrist. So I've wanted it on Xbox. I play it on PC, but I've wanted it on Xbox just because it'd be nice to be able to play it on my preferred console platform. Um, and I kind of didn't see this coming. I'd kind of given up because around XO19, which we went to back pre-pandemic, remember those times? Um, Phil Spencer kind of soft announced it. He said it will be coming. And then there's just been sort of chat here and there over the last, over like a couple of years after that where they were kind of trying to hash things out because um, like obviously Square Enix needed Microsoft to waive the um, Xbox Live Gold fee because they didn't want people paying two subscriptions to play it because obviously FF14 is a subscription MMO. And then the cross-play thing because even when like Xbox were very cross-play friendly, they had a stipulation that um, people on either platform should be able to turn it off and only play against people on their the same platform, which obviously wouldn't work for Final Fantasy fourteen. So they're trying to get them to waive that stuff. <laughs> and then um and then it's just like the manpower of like porting this to a new platform because at this point it is basically five games in one, five big games in one. And it's a live game that's constantly evolving. So it's not going to be an easy porting process. You've got like the base game for expansions at this point. The next one's coming out, which is when this is going to launch as well. I think with the new just before I think the new expansion drops. So it's a lot of it's a lot of game to port, and um, that was kind of where we were at for the last couple of years. It was just on they didn't have the manpower to do it, given they're still developing the game. Um, so I'd kind of given up hope, and then Phil walks out of FanFest. <laughs> Yeah, that was surprising. Another th- thing that's annoying is they're actually doing Fan Fest in multiple locations this year, one of which is London, I think, in October. And I really wanted to go, but fucking hell, it was expensive. How much was the tickets? I can't even remember off the top of my head, but it was too much for me to justify it. And um, also they had like really low allocations. I think it was like a 1,000 tickets or something. So even if I'd have tried to get one, I'd, it w- they probably would have sold out in like half a second. So it's a shame, but yeah, maybe one of these years I'll get to go. But yeah, like it kind of feels like it represents kind of a resetting of the relationship because it's been very up and down over the years. Um, I don't think there were any Square Enix games on the OG Xbox. I think FF11, I don't think it was on OG Xbox, it was on 360. Um, and then obviously 13 coming to 360 was a big deal. And they even had some like exclusives in that gen, like um, Infinite Undiscovery and Star Ocean 4 was exclusive to Xbox for a while. And then um, last gen, it, everything just kind of, towards the end of last gen, beginning of this gen, everything just kind of fell apart. Like They had a Game Pass deal. They put a load of Final Fantasy games on Game Pass. They ported like seven, eight, nine old versions, 10, 12. And um, they all sort of went into and left Game Pass. 15 came. World of Final Fantasies there. I mean, I've got all of these on my shelf. So, you know, these are things that exist. And then the last couple of years, it's just 
nothing. It's like, oh yeah, we're not giving you remake, but you can have Crisis Core. Oh, thanks. The only reason that game exists is to get people up to speed for the next part of the remake because Zach's going to clearly going to be in it. But um, yeah, hopefully this this means a, a thawing of relations and kind of a resetting of that kind of relationship. And we'll see more stuff come over because even like recently stuff's been skipping. Like Octopath 2 didn't come over. Mm. Um, Live Alive didn't come over. A mm. um, bunch of other stuff didn't come over. A lot of the smaller stuff. And then obviously like 7R still isn't there. 16 is a timed exclusive and who knows. I mean, I feel a lot more positive about that eventually coming to Xbox today than I did a couple of days ago. Like I'd, I'd basically written that off. Um, because we know 7R was timed, it said it on the damn box, like not coming out until it's PlayStation exclusive till next April or whatever it was at the time. And then they extended it with Integrate for another six months, and then nothing happened after that. And it went to Epic Game Store, and then it came to Steam after a while, and still it's not on Xbox. And the game is what three, three and a half years old at this point. Um, so I was just like expecting 16 never to come, but now I feel like it's a decent chance it will. So yeah, it feels positive, I guess. Mm -hmm. We'll see how it actually sort of shakes out in in uh, in reality over the next couple of years. Hopefully, it'd mm. be very nice if stuff just started coming over now, like stuff that's missed, that's missed, that skipped Xbox over, just started popping up over the next sort of six months or so. That'd be nice. Mm -hmm. Do you um do you think this will this dispels the rumors that Sony will look or going to buy Square Enix? Because there was a lot of rumors, obviously, you know, with the relationship they have, that um, Sony were going to eventually buy Square Enix. Which, me personally, I don't think they were gonna, ever going to do. I think the deal, this, this, this um, relationship that they have with Square Enix works really well for PlayStation. It's in their benefit, so I don't feel like they want to buy Square Enix. Um, what they have, like, like I say, the, what they, the, what they have now, where all the most of the re new releases are exclusive to, especially Final Fantasy, are exclusive to uh, the PlayStation works benefits Sony. So at the moment, I don't feel like they're going to buy. I could be wrong, might do, but with the new deal now and the new CEO, I don't, I don't know if that will happen. Uh, I don't think it will. But there's been rumors about, you know, obviously a lot of people on Twitter, especially the Sony fans. Um, have been looking at potential studios and publishers that Sony could could buy. Some of them are just outrageous, like 2K. Ain't no fucking way 2K are going to sell. People were like saying, oh, they could afford them. It's not, I said, it's not about affording them. 2K don't want to sell. They're making hand over fist money. The only reason why like Bethesda and, and, uh, and Activision sold is because they, I think Bethesda were looking for buyers, weren't they? They were looking yeah. to sell on Activision were for like two years mm, before Xbox so, bought them, and I and I know like their Activision have problems with their CEO, and yeah, their lot, lot of scandals. The image is not great, so I mean that was a good opportunity for Xbox to go and try and test their luck, and obviously that's that worked. But with two, someone like Two K, EA, they definitely don't want to. Sell. They're more likely to buy Sony than the other way around. You know that that's how big the their companies are. Well, EA were actually exploring 
um, mm. a merger a little while ago. So, yeah, yeah, with um, with U- Ubisoft or something like that, though, I think. No, it was like a media company like Viacom or Universal or something. I can't remember who it was yeah. now. Uh, but they wanted to like have they wanted to merge with a big entertainment company, but they wanted but then like the CEO of EA, was it Patrick Wilson, I think? He wanted to be like retain control of the merged entity, which is why I think it all fell apart. So they're kind of looking um, around, I think, but I don't think Sony are gonna buy them. Um I think it'd be difficult to so for Sony to buy a publisher of that size. They could probably do mm. it, finance it in some way. But mm. it would it would be a hell of a lot of debt for it's them a, to take on. It'll be, it'll be a bit too much. Um, maybe maybe something to do with like Disney. And <laughs> Disney are looking for buyers. I heard. Um, I don't. I think the only people who can afford Disney are like mega corporations like Amazon or something like that. You know, I don't think Sony can yeah, afford the to rumor buy. That out. Came out yeah. about Disney was that Apple were going to buy them, but that's it. Apple, it Apple, yeah, yeah. Like I don't think there's actually anything in it. There's only a few companies in the world. They can afford to buy out or to buy um disney because disney remember disney were buying everyone at one point like how much they were spending on purchasing studios and ips just to put on like like xbox were doing to put on their streaming platform their mm-hmm. subscription and you know obviously disney the brand is taking a few hits you know the films are not performing as well they're losing money so people there were rumors that they wanted to sell but i don't i wouldn't think too much all they need is a few a couple of more good hits they should be back in they'll be back they'll be back in it in they'll be back on top obviously like marvel their films have not been too good yeah the quality has dipped i've noticed that and i'm i really like the cinematic universe of marvel i think it's a fantastic achievement but i've noticed that phase four you had some good Good films in there, obviously Spider Man. Uh, I thought uh, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness was, was good, but there has been a distinct dip in quality of their films. It's because you're kind so, of getting into like the longer it goes on, the more you're getting into like C tier characters. Yeah, I mean, like Iron Man was kind of C tier until they made him a big thing. You know, he he wasn't like everyone's. No, it was always Spider Man, Wolverine, and those sort of characters that were a top. And then Iron Man was sort of like eh, billionaire. That's why drunken. they need to just get onto X Men and just kind of. They need to bring in X Men. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like Wolver- really separate. Wolverine is in the new Deadpool. Hmm. He's been that's been confirmed, and obviously the multiverse. That's going. That's how they're going to explain that one. But yeah, they do you know, need. And obviously, kind of sick of multiverse stuff at this point. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, everyone's doing it now. I mean. I don't think Marvel were the first to do it, but they're the first one to do it on the big screen. A grand scale. Yeah, so everyone wants to have their own multiverse. And co- Saying that, everything you know, everywhere connected. was still great. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's the news. So should we move on to our main topic? I believe we should. So, yep, our main topic, which is, Mr. Rawls, remind the lovely listeners and viewers what it's going to be. Could- we could have a chat because oh yeah, I, I like see this chats. topic popping up every now and then, and it always kind of so if it just makes me feel old, and that's why I don't like it. But we are old. Well, yeah, but you don't <laughs> have to. We can ignore that. We can pretend otherwise. Still, like you know, have a gaming podcast and pretend we're young people. Yeah, but, pretend um, with the kids. <laughs> 
But I see uh, I see this pop up every now and then, and it's like, I guess the, the question is, at what point does a game or a console or a generation become retro to you? Because you see people like see like stuff online. It's like retro gaming, and it's a three hundred and sixty. I'm just like, I'm I'm sorry, what? And to me, that's just mm. that's just too too recent. Mm-hmm. Too recent for you, Paul. Um, yeah, I mean that was probably my that was my sort of favorite generation 360 period of playstation 3 area i think that was when i was really like deep neck deep in uh head and shoulders in uh, neck deep into gaming i think that was my prime of gaming because it came out in our like sort of early 20s um and uh we were not coming into money but we were like had like part-time jobs or like you know i was in university at the time so i had a lot of like free time and i just remember playing a shitload of like 360 games a lot and to think that that now which doesn't feel that long ago which but it was to be now that to be called retro and having the younger gamers look at that as something old and retro. It's kind of like, wow, where has time gone? Because time, like everyone says, time does fly, especially when you get older and you get into the monotony of working. Um, because yeah, um, just disappears before you. Yeah, eyes. I mean, like some people, like I, I definitely do. I work from paycheck to paycheck. I can't wait to get paid. You know. I don't, I'm not paid poorly, but I'm not paid great where I can just sort of be, have no, like, you know, not worry about like money. I always have in, in the back of my head thinking about money, but um, I'm not at the point where I, I have to count every penny, but I'm, you know, I'm sort of like, you know, in the middle. So, you know, very like sort of like comfortable, but not like I can't, you know, obviously spend extravagantly, still have to work and, you know, but, um i found out like when you have more when you have money your time goes and you have less time for gaming but i do remember that the 360 period and the og xbox period playstation 2 were sort of my it was our era of gaming and to find out that that's now retro the 360 era is makes you does feel old and i just don't see it as 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 retro yet retro for me is like yeah, that Nintendo. was maybe my next question. What What uh, do you think? If someone says retro gaming to you, what's the first thing? That Nintendo, Super Nintendo, that period. That was my like growing up sort of get um um era. I know some people grew up on Atari, but that was way before not way before, but before my time. Um, but I definitely say Nintendo, Super Nintendo is what I I count as retro. N sixty four, but I never I never had an N sixty four. There was a period where I sort of got out of gaming and that was that period where, you know, I was like, a, like I don't know how old I was at that time, but probably like a teenager. So I was all into getting like going out, getting girls and stuff like that, hanging out with your mates. You know, this is pre like, you know, mobile yeah, phone, social media. Well, yeah, you know, like, you know, try and get a bottle of beer at the, at the, at the corner shop, send the, send the guy who, who looked the eldest to get the beer. And like hang out in car, you know, like parks and stuff, and try and chat up the local birds. So, yeah, that I, I sort of got out of gaming. It wasn't until like the OG Xbox era that I got back into it. 
So I bought that console um, on credit, I believe, when I was like, I don't know how old I was, like late teens. 2005. Oh, the OG Xbox. OG. Was 2001 yeah. that came out. No, yeah. So I was like 2002 in the UK. So I was like late teens, early 20s. And um, I man, I bought that. I was like, oh, I kind of want to. I think it was like the Knights of the Republic sort of got me back into gaming because I was I, like, you know, that's when the uh, prequels were coming out. And um, I was just like, yeah, I kind of fancy watching, playing a Star Wars game. And I just sort of stumbled. Remember Debenhams? in Croydon, the downstairs part yeah, where I had the downstairs. game. Yeah. That's where I got it from. So I was just in there, you know, like just a, a little walk around Croydon as, as we tended to do back in the day. And I just sort of went, Oh, okay. Now it's your Republic. So we looked at that and I was just like, oh, I had a debit, a, a debonyms like sort of hard, but you can buy it by now and pay later. So I used that and I bought, the OG Xbox and the that game and it came with uh came with Halo, I believe that one. And I just bought that and took it home and just played the shit out of that. Um so yeah, I do I consider the OG Xbox kind of uh, of kind of, is 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 retro. Yeah, but I still don't see people still play the three sixty, man. You know mm. what I mean, it's still popular. I know, like with the quite the Activision like deal go sort of probably going through that they the the servers for the 360 or that or some of the games back then have come back alive. So that's pretty like you know, see people still own it and see people still play it, and I still think it's a pretty good piece of tech. I don't think it's like retro yet, but I do know like a lot of the uh, young younger guys will view that as. Retro. Even some people think that they probably said, "Oh, that was my first console when I was a kid." Uh, growing up, I was just like, "Man, I feel old as shit, man." It you know reminds I mean? me of like a chat I had on the Eurogamer forum a few years ago, when around the time when Halo Five was coming out, so it would have been like 2015. Mm. And there was one guy on there saying, "Oh, Halo, Halo was my childhood. I was seven when Halo C came out," and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, Jesus we're, Christ!" We're, I was like. It came out over here just before my 18th. <laughs> mm, no, but yeah, but... like, I I kind of, when I think, when someone says retro gaming to me, the first thing I think is like pixel graphics, like eight, 8 and 16 bit, like you said. And, um, and even thinking of like PS1, Saturn, N64, like the first 3D console games coming around that i think of those games and that doesn't feel like retro to me i don't know if it's just because we lived through it <laughs> they uh, just i, I kind of make a distinction in my head which yeah. like old games retro games it's like they're not the same thing to me so like like ps1 saturn n64 are old games to me but they're not they don't strike me as like they don't my my mind doesn't immediately go to retro when i think of that I think of retro and obviously I think part of this has been influenced by a lot of like a lot of the indie game space is very sort of um retro influenced so a lot of them are like 2D like pixel art side scrollers and stuff um so maybe that's maybe that influences my view of what retro means yeah 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 I, yeah I, I see you know like when you when I think retro especially like with retro a lot of you know there's a lot of people who like to collect retro games 
there seems to be a period with retro gaming where the value, not the value, but where people co collect a type of a, a game from a particular era. I remember at one point, like everyone was collecting uh, Nintendo games. You know, there was a big like the, the market for Nintendo games was was crazy, and the value was just shooting up. And that was the same with Super Nintendo um you know the old cartridges sort of games people are game hunting i remember there was a period I w where i was watching uh a, a youtube channel called the game chasers and they were they were they're older than us by the way um so they were always after like atari sort of nintendo games and like i remember just reading a lot of comments and reddits subreddits that people were saying that these sort of things have drastically increase the value of games you know like if you think about in like super mario brothers right the one that came with donkey Kong. um did that come with donkey Kong? no mm -hmm. duck hunt so. sorry oh yeah it was duck, duck hunt, hunt wasn't it yeah uh yeah um that was yeah, a common game dog yeah that uh, how common was that game i mean yeah, like, it was basically if, the pack in for the system uh, was that... like you bought a nez and you got that with it yeah and um they they said that because the popularity of like game collecting that game like sort of even though it was a common game sort of doubled in value so even more when you're going like we we don't actively go to like um car boots or secondhand stores to look for games we don't we don't really do that but we do go to uh we do go to the the games market in london just for yeah, a day out a and just years. to see what's about. Yeah. It's been a we, few years we, since we last went, but we were going pretty much every yeah, year for a while. We didn't go since the pandemic because yeah, I was in, in a closed space. So we, we haven't been back then. Um, but that's the only time I, I would go just to see what's about, see if there's anything that catches my eye. And it's a good day out. You know, you've got the pub right next door to the to the venue. So that's always good to go. Um, and it, We're not alcoholics, we swear. <laughs> yeah, I know we talk about it. We talk about the events we go to, and, yeah. like, and like 50% of it is drinking. But you know, that's the weekend, don't do this crap in the week. We just, just complained about work we, off camera. We were complaining, we were talking about work and how my company wanted me to work the weekend. Um, and um, hopefully, no one sees this from there, but um, yeah, I just that your free weekend, time, weekend is my free time. I'm not like you want to be. They always say team player, and you know you want to help out. I the company, hate that. But, I hate that yeah. stuff so much because it's like you pay me to do my hours. I've do. I'm I'm doing my hours mm. as it is. Like most of my waking life is spent at work. Mm. Little bit of free time I have outside of that is mine. Anyway, we are getting way off topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going off a bit, but yeah, and that's like, why we drink. Yeah. I mean, I do like, especially when you're out with your mates, you're having a beer and you're just having a good time. It sort of, for, for me anyway, like sort of enhances those sort of that Social experience, especially when, yeah. And then when you, when you're in a you're non sexy out, way, <laughs> when you're at an event and you're enjoying yourself, it just helps and it sort of makes everything better. But anyway, yeah. Um, we don't actively game hunt. We're not like, that's not our thing. We don't, do that i mean there was a period where i was collecting a lot of like og xbox games you can see here audio listeners you can't see me pointing at my og xbox collection but i was sort of looking for like og xbox games because they do had some like 
some some really good like underrated games on there some classics some hidden gems in there as metal jesus says he's another one that we were watching at one point he, he does a lot of retro game collecting as well mm. so, no um i haven't watched got the while, basement but... for it oh yeah he does have the basement for it which uh it's been some controversy about metal jesus but we won't go into that but um yeah he's he's another one i, I used to watch that collect games but um to have the 360 is a when i see 360 games at like uh, when we go to cons we, there's always like a i can't remember what the the company's name they they always seem to be there is it called retro yeah. games or something we go well, there cool but they're pretty much every event yeah every event we've been to i mean i think there's been one or two where they've not been there i think mcm they haven't been there for since pre-pandemic they have been uh, there in the past. They've been at LAGC. Hmm. They've been at Hyper Japan. They've been yeah. at the London Gaming Market. They're always around. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? I lost my trailer for. Oh, yeah. To see 360 games there, I'm like, this doesn't belong here. Hmm. I mean, when I see when I see Nintendo games, Game Boy games, especially the early Game Boy games, they sort of feel like you know, and they're in the old boxes and the old cartridges and stuff. That's what I see as retro. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's a retro game, and they're normally fucking really expensive. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, I'm not paying that much for this game that came out. This is probably more than what the how the what the game was when it first came out. But obviously, the value. I mean, like Link, the Link, the uh, Legend of Zelda. You know, the one in the gold sort of uh, cartridge um that is like fucking extreme that's ridiculously expensive now, especially. Thing, yeah. i remember i owned it and i don't know what mm. happened to it you know it just sort of disappeared maybe someone took it from me or something or maybe when my mum was like clearing out my old room she threw it away or something it's like really annoying i was just like where is that i did have it but yeah that i see is retro but again with retro you get the people hunting it I mean, like now, Especially like the prices, the, the prices or the value will go up. I could see that with 360 games because there were quite a few like underrated games on there, hidden gems, especially exclusive ones to set to um, come out. A lot of RPGs came out that was just exclusive to to place to PlayStation to to Xbox. And I can see them sort of people hunting for them because you know, like people half our age, they're maybe they come they they grew up on that when they get older that's going they're going to start hunting at that probably like a lot of um people who hunt retro games they sell off their their collection and when they get older they get the nostalgia for it mm. and then they're like i want to sort of not recapture you you but thinking about retro games sort of brings back a happier time period for you you know when you're young and free didn't have so much burdens and that so people go oh, i want to buy these games and sort of like that sort of, youth a little bit yeah sort of like it's kind of like that in a way um i never really got that sort of i i'm not really nostalgia driven you know i i bought 360 um og xbox games not because they were retro it's just because like i was like there's a lot of good games on there that i want to sort of just own and maybe play one day um but i never was like oh this is more of my childhood because i wasn't a child then i was a young adult uh very well, you know young teen adult sort of thing so i i don't buy it for i didn't buy i don't buy didn't buy og xbox games for that but yeah um i mean 
having PlayStation free games as retro as well. That doesn't seem quite right as well, you know. I mean, when you think about it, how long ago did they stop making games for the for those consoles? Like two, mm, yeah, ten, early, probably under ten years ago. Well, yeah, because the PS4 and the Xbox One came out ten years ago this year, and they were still getting games for like the first year of those consoles. I think so, probably like nine years. And then if you got stuff mm. like Just Dance from Ubisoft, probably like that probably carried on for a few more years. But yeah, I mean, like Rise of the Tomb Raider came to the 360 in 2015. Titanfall mm. was on the 360 in what was that, 2014 that came out, I think. Yeah, so, so not was that long ago. So was um, so was um, Dragon Age Inquisition. Mm. My sister played that on the 360 first. That kind of been fun. No, didn't look good. And um, I was like, hold up, let me buy this on the Xbox One. And it looked a hell of a lot better. But, Destiny yeah. as well. That came out on that gen as well. But yeah, I, I mean, obviously... I guess when you think of it, like the Xbox 360 came out in 2005, and that's like not far off 20 years ago, which just kind of seems crazy. 18 years ago this year it came out. Um, so yeah, I mean, but I mean, like I said earlier, kind of still have that delineation between like old games and retro games. And I don't think they're quite there yet for me. But I think another thing you picked up on, which was also kind of blurred the lines a bit, you said like about the Activision games having their, um, like the old Call of Duty games having their servers picked back up again. And uh, a large part of that is obviously down to Xbox's beast um, backwards compatibility stuff. So you've got a good handful of OG Xbox games and a good few hundred 360 games that you can play right now on a Series X or a Series S, which kind of, for me, kind of helps those games still feel current in a way. And then I think it was one of the Black Ops games when they added that to BC, it like charted in the American games charts that month. So people like rushed out and rebought copies of it to play the online again. Um, I think stuff like that for me just kind of keeps that gen kind of reasonably current in my head, and that just thinking yeah. of that as retro just doesn't mm. make any sense to me. I also think feel like in my head, it's because of the of the technology contained with it. It does. It feels. It still is quite a modern console. You know, you can go online on with it. You play CDs instead of cartridges. Um, it's like the birth of the modern sort of console. I mean, like even now with the PlayStation five and Xbox series X, it's still sort of, they share those sort of similar, that, that sort of Genesis, if that makes sense, you know, the basically the, the same thing, just more powerful, yeah, powerful controllers are the same. So there's not like when I think of retro games, especially with the Nintendo Sega era, they all look different from each other. The consoles, you know, the controllers are different, you know, the consoles were vastly different. They still used the cartridges, but even the cartridges looked uh, were different, mm. you know? So that there was a different sort of, there was a sort of different sort of style to it back in the day, re retro style, if, if you were. <laughs> even like the N64, they used discs, but it was like really tiny sort of small yeah, discs. the GameCube that used discs. Sorry, the GameCube, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Not the N64, N64 used cartridges as well. Yeah, even the N64, oh, they're 
bloody monstrosity of a of a of a controller. <laughs> um, Zeus's trident. I mean, like even the OG Xbox Sidon's did have trident, probably. The OG Xbox did have the Duke, so that kind of like makes it feel a bit more. It was a transitional period, you know. But to the three sixty, they it's just yeah, like you say, it's the same machine but just more powerful, you know. You know, like look how like the, fancy, the same stuff. Yeah, the UI was like you didn't have that sort of thing back in the day. Well, really, I know you had it in PlayStation Two, OG Xbox. I mean, the OG the OG Xbox is just a green fucking screen making some sounds every now and again, which sort of freaked me out back when I was back in the day. But, That's the thing, like from the PS One up to sort of like just before the 360 really your ui for your console was literally just like a menu screen where you could like look at your save games and play a cd oh yeah and they play cds it. back in all mm. i actually checked out my og xbox i still have some songs on there like recorded like you could download them on there that was such a cool listened. feature you could rip yeah. the songs and then play them in a game yeah i hate that I, mean, I hate that that went away it's really good for racing games maybe with copyright disputes and stuff and they can't do that so if you were live streaming and you just had your like copyrighted music on there mm. you know like you know consoles now you know they can go online you know i remember the the one of the downfalls of xbox one was they try to make it into an all-in-one home entertainment thing focus less That's on the, the games yeah and focus less on the games and more on your living room that sort of, sort of didn't really help especially on launch um but yeah like machine consoles now can you know they're so powerful like a p mini pc but like retro games i was like more of an innocent time that's how i see it anyway it's just like pop a cold controller in blow it maybe to get it to work pop it in and switch on and just play you know no no nothing else to worry about just play the game and you know the games normally work they didn't need a day one patch or anything like that i know it was basic technology <laughs> yeah exactly so they had to work but um yeah man like think thinking of like you know when you get older like kids will be like you know like your little nephew might be looking at like play play um xbox series x and go look at this old piece of junk you can't interact <laughs> with it you know he'll be with the old um the old vr headsets and mm. you know stuff like that and playing like playing like a a, a version of sword art online yeah <laughs> like in the virtual Hopefully world he gets trapped inside it yeah but um yeah it's just um the retro era man like what what had what do you think feel like anyway when you when you feel when you think of retro gaming like what does do you get nostalgic because like i said i don't yeah, really I, feel that i do get a bit nostalgic for stuff um not heavily nostalgic like i'm not like you have these people that keep all their old machines and they like keep a massive crt going just to yeah, like their old machines yeah. up to them just so they can look the way they did I'm, I'm not doing that like for one i don't have the space for that and two i'm like i'm not having to i've got that i've barely got the space for a tv i'm not having two tvs and one of them would be like take up half the room so i'm not like that nostalgia driven in that sense where like everything has to be as it was but like i mean like i bought both of the mega drive minis i've got the snes mini i've bought like games on steam like older games i used to play 
Um, I still have all my 360 games up here. Um, and then on another shelf, this side that you can't see in the video, PS3 ones are up there too. Um, and then in the other alcove, I've got like Saturn Dreamcast, OG Xbox, PS2 mm. and GameCube stuff over there. So I, I do, I, I get it. But to me, those aren't retro games. Like anything pre Saturn and PS1 and then 64, I don't have in here. Like they're all like in my parents' loft. Um, and it's just like I'm not. It's effort to like go and hook up old systems and all that stuff. So I'm not that, not nostalgia driven to that, to that sort of extent. But it's like you mentioned mm. earlier how the 360 was kind of like prime gaming for you, and it kind of was for me as well because I was I was a huge Sega fan growing up. Like my brother and I had the Master System and the Mega Drive. Grew up on those. We did get a SNES at one point as well, which we also liked. Um, but then I got a Saturn, my brother got a PS1, I got a Dreamcast, and then when the Dreamcast died, it kind of killed gaming for me for about a, a good like couple of years. But I still ended up with a GameCube and a OG Xbox, and I played a handful of games on each of them, but I wasn't really that into it. Like I played Halo 1 and Halo 2 on the OG Xbox, I played Knights of the Old Republic, a handful of other things, and that was about it. And um, the 360 like completely rejuvenated gaming for me and it's one of my favorite generations so maybe that's why yeah. i can't think of it as retro because it yeah. it was kind of i, I mean yeah. again it was less than 20 years ago anyway yeah. but it was yeah. also like the period where i really got back into gaming yeah. in a big way yeah I, I, I mean obviously og xbox got me back into gaming um the 360 just had some of the best games that i have experienced and to think of them as retro, I'm like, no, they're too good to be retro. Not, so I always feel like retro is like old, like, you know, like pixel graphics, you know, shitty graphics and <laughs> shit, you know, like soul, soul, bird's eye view and side scrolling and, you know, very simple times to have like the 360 and the PS3 to be like considered retro. I'm just like, no, 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 no retro, dude, man. Some of the Especially games on there. Like game design hasn't really moved on all that much since mm. that gen as well. I mean, like they had like the Mass Effect series on on that on that console. All three games. Normally, like a game that big will nowadays will probably be split over two ge two generations. I know, like um, PlayStation like to do that, especially with The Last of Us. They always seem to wait to the console's last dying days to release that game, <laughs> then have it like released on their next. They probably they will definitely do that yeah, with PlayStation we'll Five. To the Last of Us Three in twenty twenty seven. Yeah, they'll definitely do it. Garant, mark my work. Put this down. <laughs> Flip this as me predicting that in the last year of the uh, PlayStation Five, they will release The Last of Us Three, and when the PlayStation yeah, yeah. Six comes out, they'll re-release it. it. Yeah, they'll remaster it. But yeah, like you had like games like the Mass Effect trilogy, all came Two out on that apart. one. Yeah, yeah, all came out on that, and they still look great. I mean, like like you say, game design, a game like. It's not changed. They still have followed that sort of same blueprint, if that makes sense. Mm. You know, well, that wasn't was a drastic that was change. The big, like, open world explosion was that gen. Mm. I had games before that were kind of open world, like you had GTA 3 on PS2 and OG Xbox, but open world games massively took off in that, in that gen, and they're still kind of, like, dominating now. I mean, you had Skyrim on the 360, and that game took up 4 gig, and that was huge. Mm-hmm. And you know, 
God damn. We're looking yeah. forward to Starfield coming out. 2011. Now. Jesus Christ, that came out. Mm. That was a huge but, yeah. game. Like, huge. It, it feels like game design hasn't, there's, has, there hasn't been a leap. Obviously, there's been like incremental upgrades and stuff's been getting better and running better and looking better. But it feels like game structure is still very much where we were, sort of like towards the end of that gen when everything started to get a bit sort of RPG ified. Like everything coming out and having RPG systems tacked onto it for sometimes no good reason. Yeah. So it feels like we're kind of still in that, just with better graphics and 60 FPS. I, I still feel like that period it produced some of the best IPs as well. That's still, you know, are still being made today. Obviously, I know Halo came out in the OG, but it had its best period on the 360, you know, had the Halo Reach Halo on there. Was so Halo big. 3 on, on there. OG um PlayStation had you know, obviously The Last of Us came out on that on that generation. Uncharted, you know, Mass, well. you know, Uncharted Mass Effect. Tomb Raider, I know that came out, but that had you know the reboot on there that revitalized the uh the the the, the brand that came out on that generation. Gears so Gears, yeah. And to, in my head, I'm just like that can't that can't, I know like Nintendo still Nintendo still churn out mario but mario's like you know they just plonk mario in any situation i remember like dr mario and shit like that on the on the nintendo so they they just insert mario in any sort of game you know people talk about like xbox flogging like their their their, their franchises to death nintendo been doing that for fucking generations man they well they were insert mario in any sort of game that suits their purpose hey i mean they do they do it with other ips as well who remembers Link's crossbow training on the wii god i don't remember that <laughs> like there's no halo battle rifle training on the xbox is there no but yeah seeing like i know like even fable like came out on the og but he also had like fable 2 and 3 came out on the 360 and that's now being that just missed out um, it sort of died in the Xbox One era. They had games planned for it. You know, Halo Heroes and obviously Linehead got shut down, but now they're reviving it, bringing it back. Um, you know, I would consider that a retro. Would I consider that as a retro franchise? Because it came out in the OG Xbox? Probably. I mean, I, I think there's a lot of people out there who don't, really younger ones who didn't even realize it came out in the OG Xbox originally. Mm-hmm. And they're like thinking, oh, Halo, aren't Halo, Fable, that's a new IP, is it? Oh wow! But old us, us old hats know that that came out in the OG, and um, I I probably consider that a bit retro. Probably yeah, but anything on the three sixty, I can't see that. That doesn't make sense to me. Some of the graphics on there, on some of those games, were just phenomenal back in the day. That's the thing. I mean, you play like Gears of War Judgment or uncharted 3 like some of the best looking games of that gen gears 3 as well um the original version of the last of us yeah. uh, Killzone 2 on the ps3 those games still i mean you put those games at a higher resolution they still look amazing mm-hmm. but yeah like i just can't get on board with 360 and ps3 being being uh retro it just it just makes my brain hurt what about the handhelds then? Like I consider obviously like Nintendo handhelds. They were retro. You know, you had the other one as well. You had Genesis not Genesis, what was the Sega one? Game Gear. Game Gear. Yeah, what was the Atari one? The Atari Lynx. Lynx, yeah. 
That was yeah, I, mean, I never got into retro, that one. They're like nineties, early nineties. Yeah, but things. but do you consider that the handhelds like would you consider the PSP retro? Probably not, to be honest. No. Even though that's like older than the three sixty, I think it was like two thousand and four that came out. Mm. But I mean that thing was mind blowing when it came out. It was like nothing got close to that in the handheld. Like that was the same time as the Nintendo DS. Mm. And um I, I think PSP games still look good. I mean, obviously they look of their generation, kind of slightly sub PS2, but yeah, I don't know. That that still feels like an impressive bit of tech to me. I don't know. Even though I've got, I'm sitting here with a Steam Deck and playing like Assassin's Creed Odyssey on it or whatever, it's still PSP still seems pretty impressive to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, probably anything below that, like the DS and down, feels. Reason well, I'm, to be honest, I don't even know if I'd call the DS retro the Game Boy Advance and down, maybe. I don't know. Like I say, no. like the word retro to me just conjures up like pixel art and simpler sort of game design, maybe. I don't know. Simpler times. The they, the times. Uh, the te- the te- technology was still, you know, wasn't there, obviously. Still a bit ropey. But it's just sort of what people, you know. The nostalgia reminds them of their childhood and, sh- and shit like that, you know. So, like I say, like there are people now, wonder kids these days or young adults who grew up on the three sixty. To that, to that to them was a is their childhood, and and that to them is retro. And if I hear like if I go, I don't. We haven't met anyone who's gone to us. Go, oh yeah, man, this 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 is like uh, this is um. This is old school. This is an old school game. And I'll just, if I someone said that to me, I'll just cheeky little slap him across the face, <laughs> sit him backhand and buy him a pint. No, this is a classic. Down. That's not what about. you mean. It's a classic, not retro, not a pe- you know, not old. You know, maybe you know, the passing of time. We're you know, obviously we're we're one of the older gentlemen now, and maybe people will think to us say to us you still play video games you're a bit too old for that now you know you're still too old to be you know going to these like cons and playing games and collecting watching anime and collecting like you know figures and shit like that like obviously well me and you both have Never. um Never but like i say to people like, like that you know there's people who collect stamps People collect who really into cars, you know. Collect people collect trainers. People like uh, people like to collect things. This is just some of our nature. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, like, but people like I, I like you know, we like football. I support. We both support teams. You know, we're not mad into football, but we still watch it. You know, um, but there's just people who like have their passions. Uh, a lot of people like films. I like films, but I don't actively go out to collect like, you know, like Blu-ray DVDs, and Blu-rays, and shit like that. But there's a lot of film buffs out there who who will like that, and they collect VHSs. That seems to be a big thing. Vinyls making its comeback now. Okay, I mean, so vinyl... VHS I will call retro. <laughs> yeah, VHS is retro. Yeah, but I'm I just saying I'm using around. I'm I'm just using that as an example, like. When people say you're too old for collecting this and that, mm. but you know, vinyl was making a comeback. Vinyl was like a technology that was dead when we were your kids, like CDs and tape, like especially cassettes were that were dying as well. 
but like we sort of grew up on CDs. Yeah, I still no, remember no. growing up and you get in a car and there's a tape deck in the car. And now you get in yeah. a car and there's most cars don't even have a CD player now. <laughs> no, no. Now uh... times have changed. But yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to ask people watching and listening. No, if you're watching on don't. YouTube, yes, in the comments don't below, know. let us know. We what, never get comments on these videos. What, I know, but you know, just <laughs> in case, let us know in the comments below what, what constitutes retro for you. If you feel like we're just old and jaded and stupid and 360 and hell maybe even xbox one and ps4 is retro now hell and, no uh, yeah no fucking chance no chance that's that's still that's the games are still being made for that that's no way retro man <laughs> if games are still being made for that console unfortunately because it's annoying i kind of want to get i get it how many years has it been now three years since the new consoles have been released Coming up on three yeah after that stop stop making games for those consoles let's move on you know let's fully invest in this current generation you know come on uh, that's that's long enough now you're holding us back let's 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 not having to make stuff for an old for uh, for that tech so yeah like mr ross said if you or sure if you guys have an opinion on what is retro what is not let us know in the comments on this youtube video if you hate the idea if you love the idea just let us know if you think we're just all a, a bunch of old tired old men who should just go to bed and have tea let us know even if you have no thoughts at all leave them in the comments below because we could really do with some comments yeah i mean people watch the videos but just don't fucking comment on it it's just uh <laughs> the only time people seem to comment is on our uh or vlogs which I, I i maintain we should just turn into a vlog chat just tour the uk and the world scared to cons <laughs> hey if we win the lottery then that might be a a reasonable thing to do but as things stand mm. we go to like maybe three or four events a year so i don't think we can do three or four videos <laughs> no. we'll never get like, monetized at that rate i would like to do um one outside of london in the uk somewhere i think that would be pretty interesting i mean you've got things like we've got stuff in like wales birmingham manchester even scotland that i would i'm very like interested to do i don't think there'll be much of a difference but it'd just be nice to try somewhere outside of london i mean like I mean, birmingham i've been thinking birmingham for a while that we could, that it would be cool if you went and did ax in the us but obviously that's a huge commitment yeah that was going to be one of those there's one in France as well. I mean, that'd yeah. be maybe like a medium step towards that. I think France. But yeah, we should do more, more stuff around. Yeah, um, France would be doable. Pr pretty cheap to get there on the Euro Eurostar. Get there. You know, it's just you know you just have to hang out in you know with French people. Um, <laughs> but hey, yeah, okay. Like, uh, I don't know. I don't think Parisian. I don't think Parisians are particularly liked, even by French people. I think they're kind of like looked down on. They're not. Well, it's kind of the same with London here. Everyone outside of London hates London. Many of yeah. them have never been to London. Never, and a lot of them moved to London. Yeah, London is not just full of Londoners. It's full of people from outside of London, <laughs> from the other parts of the of the UK and the world. It's a very, very multinational city. So. 
be that as it may, you know, me and you are both born in London. Dan was born in Surrey, but uh, <laughs> 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 it's got nothing to do with our topic, but we're just having a, a bit of friendly banner. Anyway, yeah, what what is happening on the channel? We're, 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 we are, speaking of cons, we are going to the London Anime and Gaming Con in August the 12th, which is the Saturday event. We'll be taking our good chum, uh, uh, the other Paul along as well. He'd be his first time to go. So back maybe we'll Paul. back up Paul. So just in case something happens to this Paul, me, um, we you have a, another, another Paul. Paul. We got another Paul. Uh, we just have to find a backup, uh, Roars, but no one has that name. Good Rory is uh, such a shitty name that no one really wants to have. Even the Irish don't want to have it, you know what I mean? They're just like, oh, no, no, well, not, not Rory. Let's call him Seamus or something. <laughs> or Connor. Connor uh, is a popular one now. Um, but um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, we, we'll be at the London Anime Gaming Con, uh, filming a video, having a few beers, showing Paul around, other Paul around the con. Uh, hopefully he's not too... T I did send him links to our videos because i said i think you better get an idea of what it's like yeah don't go and expect him mm. like the moon mm. on a stick yeah don't expect it's a lot better don't expect an mcm don't expect that you're not going to get that i personally really like lgc i think it's an underrated con i'm glad it's getting better we've been, yeah it, we've been this when it first was when it was at uh the london met metropolitan university um when it was very small and when it was only over 18s only um but i'm glad to see it grow and i'm happy for it because i think we need more way better it's much better um but yeah we're, we're glad to see it grow and hopefully it'll continue to grow and become the premier uh anime convention in london and then uh, you know yeah. they'll invite us yeah i mean i'll still push for those press passes I mean, next time when I when we do the next video, I'm gonna leave a little comment on Twitter or put it in the in our um, in the bio, of the video. You know, come on, LGC, yeah, we we give you a lot of publicity here, man. Or we'll just do a, uh, the entire video will just be us whining about them not inviting us. The entire yeah. video will just be about it. Yeah, I'm sure none that. of the event it'll just be like 20 minutes of us going. Oh, it'd be cool yeah. if they invited us. We're here, but. We, we don't want to pay for it for god's sake man um hey, we've but, been paying for years we've earned our we, one free trip yeah we would like, <laughs> like to go when you buy coffee at cafe nero and you get your card stamped the 10th yeah. one is free yeah go on give it give us a freebie let us come for the whole weekend we'll do videos on it we'll, we'll maybe live stream some we'll put a lot of stuff on instagram all the social media stuff and we'll get people more people invested in your con but yeah, um, Halo Infinite uh, Let's Co-op, that's been put on a back burner for for now. Um, we will As get we back into we it. Went to, we went to Lisbon, so we just weren't here. Yeah, uh, but we will get back into that. And we will then decide once we complete that, what will be our next Let's Co-op. Because that will be primarily our thing now is like co-oping online instead of like meeting in person and playing watching one person play we'll be doing like more yeah. of a whole we actually haven't playoff. done that since 
since the, the pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. I think the last video we did might have been like when Fallen Order came out. Yeah. And because you came around here because I, I subbed to EA Play or whatever it's called for a month to get to play it because um, I was skint at the time and couldn't afford the game. And then you came around and we did a quick like, well, we did like an hour long video on it, I think. That yeah. was like right before the pandemic. So I think that might have been the last thing we did. Yeah. We it's, haven't um, recorded together since. It's difficult, I feel, to do Let's Plays now, especially with the event, with the rise of streaming. You know, it's sort of like uh, that format was big in the early days. No, it wasn't in the early days. In sort of like, you know, the mid-2000s, it was like huge. There was a lot of um, Let's Players popping up on YouTube, and it was massive. But now it sort of died down. And I don't think it's as popular now. So that's why we don't really do full like let's plays anymore. We mostly do like let's co-op and uh and one-offs like um quick looks or exploring game pass videos, which I personally think is better. Just a little short little little like sample of it instead of a whole uh let's play. That's why we got the our Twitch channel, our game with chums, uh where we'll do more sort of full on like play the whole game sort of thing which i'm currently like nearly complete nearly completed dragon age inquisition like on the last mission you know you gotta go and talk to morrigan who's had a son kidnapped and got to do that part but then it's straight on to the last uh battle Good um, game. But, like DAI. yeah it is but it's got a lot of fucking bollocks in there so mm. much of that stuff you can just ignore you know so much of the quests and side quests and stuff is just you just don't need to do it i did it all when i first played it but on this let's play through hell no i'm not doing all that mm. no way i do enough so i can gain power to unlock other areas but i don't do any more because i'm just like i'll be here forever you know, yeah it does I mean, take a long it- time when I first played it and when the DLCs all came out and everything, in total I did nearly 300 hours in that game. If I was going to replay it before Dreadwolf comes out, I would not be doing everything. You want there's to quite a bit of stuff in there that ties into the novels, and I really like the novels, so that was quite nice. Are you going to replay it before Dreadwolf comes out? Probably you not. You are, aren't you? It's, uh, it's long. Uh, okay, I was just going to make a little uh, joke at you, uh, at your expense, you know, humiliate, well, not humiliate, but just make a little joke. I mean, I do, like... When a new Halo comes out, I do a marathon of all the Halo games, but they're short games. But like, so I'm not going to play like RPGs. RPGs. Just fuck that. Yeah. I mean, if I'm, I wanted I'm, to play I'm, them all before Dreadwolf comes out. I'd have to start now. I'm, <laughs> we don't even I'm, have a date for Dreadwolf yet. I'm I'm doing Inquisition because I've done Origins. I've done two, which I did it in the reverse, uh, different order. I did two first, then Origins. Then I was like, well, I've got to do all three now. I got to finish like um, uh, Inquisition, and I did that with uh, Mass Effect. I played the the Legendary Edition all the way through, which was an experience. It's so good, man. Even thinking about it now makes me feel like you know what I can actually do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I could just like you know maybe play a bit more, start again, start from Mass Effect one again, import my like OP character and just have him just decimate everyone. I could probably do that again, but yeah. Anyway, um, you know, retro gaming and all that, you know, nostalgia. Because <laughs> it's, it's a great game, you know. I don't think gaming in has improved since then. But, uh, 
yeah, that's going to be it for us, Mr. Rawls. Uh, you know, you can um, find us on every um, podcast platform oh. apart from apart from Apple Music or whatever boo, it's called boo now. Boo you, Tim Apple. Yep. Because you have to pay to put your stuff on there. You have to pay. You have to buy something to be able to have the privilege to put your podcast on there. Wait, you got to so, give Apple money for stuff. I've never heard really, this yeah. before. No, but everywhere else you can you can get us on your major platforms. So yeah, if you want to listen to us, you listen to our silky voices instead of looking at our ugly mugs in our nerdy rooms. Then uh, speak for you yourself. Know, yeah. Then uh, give us a give us a listen, and uh, yeah, we will be a. Back again in two weeks' time. We'll probably talk about Elliot by that time. No way. We'll be at LAGC, won't we? Maybe we'll do yeah. that on the day after, won't we? On the Sunday. Talk about... Actually, it depends how we're yeah. feeling. Yeah, we, we do tend... Because they've got a bar there. A big fuck-off bar in, in the hotel. An actual proper bar. An actual proper bar. And we take full advantage of that. Although, let's remember not to get that honey ale this time. It's too bloody expensive. It sure is. It really is. We have another. We have other Paul with us, and you know maybe he won't want to drink that much, but he'll still have to sit with us and <laughs> watch us drink. Uh, anyway, but yeah, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again on the flip side. Bye bye, old man. See ya, pal. Dun, dun.